The Putnam County Commission just purchased land during October commission meeting. Part of that discussion involved the need for a new school and where it could be built. That's what's trending. This has been Rogers, and my guests today are Director of Schools Jerry Boyd and School Board Member Lynn McHenry. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I know you've had a busy week and appreciate you being here as always. Before we get into the discussion of the commission meeting last month, let's learn a little bit more about both of you. And and Mr. Boyd, you're our director of schools. I'm not sure how many people know your background and why you got an education. Lynn, you've been a school board member your first term. People want to know why you decided to do that. We're going to find out. Um, And I, I want them to be familiar with my guests. So, Mr. Boyd, start with you, not because you're the most important in the room, but you are important. (laughs) You are very important. Well, Um, thank you. One of the few times I may even be the oldest. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So what made, and you and I have talked, I I call you my friend. We've talked a lot. I've known you since I was a senior in high school. Um, You were my assistant principal at Upperman High School my, my senior year. And I've never asked you, what made you decide to get an education? Well, you know, it's no different than I believe most educators, uh, just this desire to serve and make a difference. And uh, academically, I was always fairly good. I mean, I can't say I was the best student, but I was fairly good. And and uh, and more, more importantly, I went into it as a science teacher. So my undergraduate degree was in biology. It wasn't education. And when I made the decision to go into public education, um, it started out as I wanted to be a good science teacher. And, and then also because of my athletic background, played college football, thought I might could, like most, be able to help coach and, and get involved that way. So you, you went to Cooper High School, graduated, played football at Cooper High School, went to Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. played football there, got your education there. Uh, then you went to, I think your first job you said was at Coalfield High School? It was. And that's K through 12. K through 12 and Morgan County. County. It was a rural, rural setting, a uh, good experience for me. Uh, had a pretty broad range, you know, you had your economic disparity and, and, you know, just a different culture than, than I had experienced for the most part. Um, but it was a great experience, great people, great, great part of Tennessee. Um, and it was a good start to my career. So you've been assist, you have been director of schools for how long now? January will be eight years. Eight years, and you were assistant director before that. I was. Before that, you were in the central office. Mm-hmm. I was technology director for the district. Um, and prior to that, I moved to the district office in January 20, 2006 for curriculum instruction and, and also strategic planning and leadership. And then uh, when Dr. Earhart was hired in, I think it was 2007, March, that's that next year when she reorganized us, she, she asked me to, be, to lead the technology department. And you were principal at Upperman High School as well. I was. And I bring that up because you were there when the new high school was built. Mm-hmm. And I say new. It's technically not new anymore, but it still looks new. We moved in January 2003. 2003. January 6, 2003. Almost 17 years almost old 17. now. Almost 17. Um, but you've had the experience of going through, uh, starting then, and of course we built several schools in mm-hmm. Putnam County. And that's one of the reasons we're having this discussion. Lynn? Uh, I've known you as long as I've known about anybody, and that that's the truth. I don't remember who the first person I met was. It could have been you other than my parents. Uh, lifelong friends and neighbors, uh, yeah. and, and other than me asking you constantly over the last few years to run for school board, uh, which I, I had a big uh, part of that as far as aggravating you. I'm not sure how effective I was. Probably <laughs> may discourage you to go the other way, but what made you decide to run for school board? Well, I did have uh – First off, appreciate you having me uh, on your show. And I, I did have a lot of uh, push from uh, you and Eric and a lot of encouragement. And I appreciate that. I, 
uh, always taking it, uh, you know, as an opportunity to help in the community. I think that's a great thing to do. And of course, for me, uh, I have four children and we live in the Baxter area. So uh, have a definitely a vested interest in the system. All of them are uh, at, at Baxter schools. And of course, I have the concern uh, for them to get the best education they can. And so I want to help out in that way. So it wasn't uh, a hard push for me to uh, consider running. And, uh, and of course, I was, was elected there three years ago. And I tell everybody, I'm just now beginning to really feel all the ins and outs of how the system works. And, uh, you know, you need to understand that to be effective. You can't go into a new position and think you're going to uh, change the world and don't even know how it works but uh, you begin to learn how the system works and how everything uh, transpires and I've been able to uh, uh, with uh, of course with the help of Jerry and the other board members to bring me along and to to feel like that you know there is things that we can accomplish and uh, move our schools forward to progress you know we've got a great school system and it's just the whole point is to continue to make it better. And and it does take time to get adjusted. Uh, and I'm in my second year as a county commissioner. And one of the reasons I ran for uh, my second term was I felt like there was more I, I could learn, even though and a lot of people know that I do county government every single day. That's my career with UT. But even though uh, I do that, I still have a lot to learn as a county commissioner. So that was one of the reasons that I decided to run. You're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM. My guests are Director of Schools, Jerry Board, and School Board Member Lynn McHenry. We're discussing the um, – uh, purchase of land and what's to come for the schools and learn a little background about both of my guests now uh, the, the school board's made up of six members and uh, the chair Correct. is chairwoman is don fry and we couldn't don couldn't be here today nor could kim or celeste uh, and i tried to get everybody in here as much as possible schedules didn't work out but couldn't be here today we, we will have them on sometime in the future because i want to hear from them as well six members and each board member represents two county commission districts. There's 12 county commission districts. And I'm, right. uh, I don't know how everybody, if everybody knows the structure of the school board and commission, but there's 12 county commission districts in Putnam County, six school districts, which can uh, compromise two of the county commission districts. Which two um, do you Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Yeah. I'm a d- commissioner in District 8. You also have District 9 as well. So really, you have four, commissioner, four commissioners to every one school board member. Yeah. Uh, it, Mr. Boyd, do you know what made uh, the board make up uh, or the decision to only have six school board members? Because when you go in other counties across the state, sometimes it's one school board member per district in a mm-hmm. county commission. Uh, sometimes it's just a set number of we want five. Do you, do you know how that come about? Well, you know, I've asked the question because I get that question asked a lot about, you know, how does an even number work? Um, just quickly, <laughs> how it works is if a motion's made and it's a tie, then the motion fails. All right. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's just the way it works. But I believe in the early 90s, at one point, there was seven. And the, the, the seventh one was at large. And I think from the community, um, it, was, it was perceived that the at-large members were typically Cookville. So it felt like Cookville had an extra uh, person to represent, and it seemed to be unfair. So the decision at some point was to go to six and do, and do the, the six school board districts with the, you know, matching up to the 12 county commission districts. And the school board made that decision. I believe so. Reduce. Yes, and that's funny because basically they voted themselves out of a position on the school board. Yeah. One person did, and so the, the discussions I get from constituents uh, in the county is, why do we have twenty four county commissioners? Well, that's what the county commission decided years ago. Well, can you reduce that? Absolutely, we can. 
we have to make that decision. Usually it comes at re- reapportionment time, which is every 10 years when the census comes out. Reapportionment committee is developed at that point in time and appointed by the commission, and they study and look at the uh, voting and the, the people in each district and decide if they want to reduce the amount of commissioners. So ideally, you know, you have 24. The max in the state of Tennessee a county commission can have other than metro counties and charter counties is 25. The minimum's nine. So you have nine to 25 commissioners in the county. We're almost at the max of 24. Is it tough? Sometimes it is. You know, 13 people have to be in agreement. Um, my wife and I are two people, and we, we don't agree a whole lot sometimes. So <laughs> it's hard to get 13 people to agree and get things done, but the discussion has been there to reduce. We're not going to get into that uh, in depth right now, but six school board members, uh, chairs Don Fry, vice chairs Celeste Gammon, and then you have Lee McHenry, um, David McCormick, Kim Cravens, and Jerry Maynard. Those are your school board members in Putnam County. Correct. So you decided you're to run. You have one year left. Right. Have you decided what you're doing? I'm putting you on the spot. No, that is on the spot. It Thank absolutely you. Absolutely is. Uh, welcome. And I haven't, but I, I do feel like there is a, uh, you know, if you have just a single, if if you go in for just a single four year term, you're not really giving the office a whole lot of justice because uh, the position because you're just getting familiar with everything and being able to you know fit in and so you feel like really to be effective you need to run again a person probably ought to uh, that doesn't say that I'm 100% in but I I do uh, I have so many things going but I do appreciate the fact to, to be able to serve and I would like to serve some more well and I know some people uh, some are constituents across the state actually in the county have asked why don't we do term limits well we can, under Putnam County uh, we under state law we cannot do term limits on either school board or county commission because the law don't allow it. Now, if we went to a charter county, like there's uh, two counties in the state that are charter, it would be Knox County, Shelby County. They can term limit uh, someone. We're, we don't do that. Our term limits good or bad? Well, it's a matter of opinion. The reason I'm not solely in favor is just what you said. Uh, you have time to get adjusted. You might want one more term or you might want two more terms and you can be effective. I don't want to be a commissioner forever. I'm not sure what I'm doing right. the next term. But that I'm in my second term. So term limits can be good, can be bad. It just, you know, the familiarity of learning that position is it takes time. It does. It and does. you don't know everything your first four years. And you don't may not know everything your next four years if you're in the eight years. So you're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. We'll continue to discuss the structure of the school board, the budget that was passed in July by the County Commission for the Schools, and building new schools when we come back. Welcome back to News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers, and you're listening to Trending. My guests today are Director of Schools Jerry Boyd and School Board Member Lynn McHenry. Mr. Boyd, just recently it was announced that a couple of schools, actually four schools in Putnam County, received some state awards for achievement. Certainly. Those those are our um, identified as reward schools by the state this year, you know, across the state for meeting certain criteria through state metrics. Um, schools are identified as, as reward schools. Um, and it's changed somewhat over the in the past years. It was the top 5% uh, was what was identified as reward schools, but we went to a framework where there's several different measurements, and and the schools that that meet or exceed those measurements uh, were the ones identified. And we had four: we had Allgood Elementary School, uh, Capshaw Elementary School, um, Burks Elementary School, and Upperman High School. Um, they were all recognized for their, um, you know, for their outcomes in both growth, academic growth, and achievement, as well as some non-academics like. Um, 
absenteeism or, or reducing absenteeism. And the awards are a big deal. The state doesn't give awards to every county, do they? I mean, it's not a standard where every county in the state must have a school, whether they're no. good or not or deserving, they get an award. It's if you meet the benchmarks. And, you know, I, I'm not – I don't know that every county was represented in, with a re, with at least one reward school. Um, and, that you know, that's probably the case. that There wasn't every county or every school system out of the 147 we have. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just proud of those schools. But other schools, we had so many that were close, and, and they've made progress, too. We don't want to ignore the fact that even though they didn't receive the reward recognition, that they made improvements. Sure. And uh, so, you know, proud of all of our schools, but those four certainly deserve the, re- the statewide recognition, and we're, we're definitely excited, or we're excited about acknowledging their accomplishments. Does it mean any more funding through BEP for those schools, any more grants? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. So four schools in Putnam County were obviously very proud of those and others that are close. In your eight years of director of schools, have you had more than four schools in a year receive be a reward school? No, that's the first time we've had four. Wow. Yeah. So congratulations to you two gentlemen and the other four school board members and our administration because uh, without the administration at these schools, that's not possible. And those teachers. And, well, certainly the teachers and the school level leadership, you know, the, the work's done every day in the classroom. And, and, you know, that's why we're here as a district to support and provide them the guidance and resources. But the work that's done in the classroom is, is, is what caused those re- rewards to, to, to uh, be presented. Again, that's all good elementary, Burks Elementary, uh, Capshaw mm-hmm. Elementary and Upperman High School. So there's four reward schools in Putnam County. Be proud of those, and, and we'll make sure we tell, let the teachers and faculty and staff and assistants know how proud we are of those. Are there other achievements these schools can get? Uh, as, I mean, I know the state has their own, but I feel like we I hear so much about our schools doing so many things. Have, have they achieved anything else that you know of this past fiscal year? I'll put you on the spot with that one, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> trying to get all the recognition we can to – our schools. Sure. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of lot of great things that our schools do that don't have some kind of formal uh, recognition. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we're known across the state for a lot of things. You know, the things that happen in our schools, we always know we can be better, but, but we, we seem to get recognized for, for what we do with family engagement, um, for what we do with our, our K-12 um, virtual school, uh, VITAL. Um, and many, many other things. I mean, we, we're involved in a, in a lot of things. We, we're considered, uh, thankfully, with the work that our principals and teachers do and our district uh, staff, you know, we're considered one of the innovative school systems. So people look to Putnam County, not just in the Upper Cumberland region, but across the state. And we take that very seriously. We certainly want to learn from everyone else. But when we can contribute to uh, improving ourselves and others, you know, that, that's certainly very exciting for us. The growth of our students is increasing every year. Um, Land, do you know how many we went? The student increase went to this school year. Well, we are nearing. I know nearing twelve thousand now, right? We're Jerry, we're, we're, so. we're pushing on the ceiling to yeah. twelve thousand. So, uh, and uh, that was a increase of uh, what the uh, almost two hundred. Yeah, it's around two hundred. Right, good right safe around two hundred kids. So, and you know that's one of those things that is such a uh, you know, it's great to be to have growth, uh, to to have people that are interested in your school system in your county. That's that's what we appreciate. You know, we we want that. But it's also, you know, they talk about this idea of growing pains. It's really hard to plan uh, because uh, you know when you're if your county is pretty much the same figures every year, then it makes it a whole lot easier to to plan and move forward. 
when you have a continual increase, then there's so many things that go into it that you have to, uh, you know, that that changes every year. And where are we going to put these extra kids? And uh, how many more teachers are we going to have to have? And what schools are they going to be at? Which ones are growing? Which ones are staying about the same? And so it's definitely a challenge uh, for administration for Jerry to be able to to figure that out. And and uh, that's definitely true for us every year. You know, we look back and and we think, uh, all right, we're, we know we're a growing county, but uh, just because you have an increase in population doesn't necessarily mean you have an increase in school population. And so that's hard to judge to. And, and so we have to look at that every year. And, and how we add those is just very difficult. You know, you have a lot of people, uh, you know, the question becomes many times, well, how do why don't you know exactly how many is coming? You know, don't they register or whatever? Well, so oftentimes, you know, at the last minute, you have a bunch of kids that just move in. You don't know. They can move. They don't have to tell you they're moving right. you know, here. Right. Uh, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, it can be very uh, surprising. And all of a sudden, you've got all these new, uh, you've got 100 new kids. And where are we going to put them? Right. So it can be a challenge. Well, we had, you know, just as an example, it seems like after every break, we have some change in enrollment. And just one example, at one school, um, they had uh, a net gain of three. They lost, um, well, yeah, they they lost three and uh, gained four, and then they lost some more, and they ended up with a net gain of three. And uh, it happened, you know, it was one family (laughs) (laughs) for the net gain. But in, in... so that happens quite a bit, especially at breaks. But but we we've been a, a continually growing. Thankfully, we're not as growing as fast as some of our neighbors to the west. Uh, you know, they have to build new schools every year sure. or every two years, sure. and, and that's just not our situation. Thankfully, I mean, we have nice, good, steady growth that we can we can at least manage. Although, like Lynn said, it's difficult to project um, accurately. Right. You never know. But we we have to try our best. Well, and I'll ask both of you and. and had not planned on talking about this, but y'all mentioned this, and I think it's good to point out with our growth. You know, in 1997, you came to Upperman High School as assistant principal, Jerry. Mm-hmm. You graduated high school from Upperman in 88. 88. Yeah. I graduated in 98. So, like I said, you were there my senior year. When you came in 97, did you ever foresee that side of the county growing as much as it has to have not only a campus but four schools in the city of Baxter? Did you ever think about that? And you may have. You may have had the forethought. As a senior high school, I didn't. Well, I didn't immediately, but you know, next year we we organized our committees and we started the process of design for the future high school. So in '98 we started that conversation. Right. So, but it was all about moving to a high school um, and having a middle school in in the Baxter community in that western Putnam County. But it certainly um, has grown. It hasn't grown like we thought. You know, we actually planned ahead, and that school capacity was bigger than what we had high school students at the time. But but we were planning for the future. The the commission was and the board was. So it was a very good move on on their parts. And uh, we we still haven't. We're not 100 percent full with Upperman, but it's you know it's getting close. And uh, really, there needs to be conversation about what's next for the western side of Putnam County. And we'll we'll probably bring that up uh, in a later segment about the addition to Upperman High School that was actually supposed to be done a few years ago. And we'll talk about that process. Uh, this let me let me bring up the relationship between the county commission and the school board. In my opinion, uh, and I've been a resident of Putnam County thirty six out of thirty nine years of my life. I lived in Nashville for three years, but in my opinion, this is one of the best relationships I've seen that both legislative bodies have. Uh, that's my opinion. 
Um, I, I communicate with you two both uh, quite a bit. I've communicated with all the chairs that have been there uh, as much as I can. And I feel like we have a good relationship. We meet twice a year as and have joint meetings. And of course, they're advertised. They're called work sessions. We just where we discuss things, and I think they're pretty productive. We met back in June, and this was your budget, our budget discussion about what your needs were. Because you're as, as transparent as I've seen any director of schools that I've worked with in Upper Cumberland or across the state. You actually want the county commission to know what you need, right? And you don't want to hide it from them, and I appreciate that. So during that discussion. Um, a couple of the the commissioners started telling you how to manage students and where they lived, and <laughs> and we didn't really get as far into as budget as we wanted to because we spent thirty to forty five minutes talking about a couple of students may live just on the other side of Cab County near the lake, uh, where they can't get to Smithville to go to school. They come to Putnam County, or maybe there's a couple in live in, in Overton County that go to the elementary school there in Monterey or or whatever. However that works, and we were trying to tell y'all that you needed to. Um, regulate that that's not our job to tell you how to regulate so just for you we're about to close this segment out but we'll get into it but for those listening the school board is a separate body they're not controlled by the county commission they have their own policies they have personnel policies they have procedures uh they have their own rules they go by two separate bodies we don't we don't uh hire them they get voted in by the people and that's that's the way our and Tennessee, that's the way Tennessee government structured. It's not the same way in, in other states, and we'll mention a state later on. But for everybody that's listening, the school board and county commission are separate, but we're doing our best we can to work together. Mm-hmm. You're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This has been Rogers, and we'll continue visiting with Director of Schools Jerry Boyd and School Board Member Lynn McHenry when we come back. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. I am visiting with Director of Schools Jerry Boyd and School Board Member Lynn McHenry. We're talking about the relationship of the county commission and the school board and how it seems to me, and and I believe you gentlemen as well, and the members of the school board commission, it's been one of the best it's been in years. And and I don't know who gets the credit other than us trying to communicate with each other and and work together and listen to the needs of the schools and and the commission saying what's available to provide. And I I think it's been a, a good relationship, at least in my five years as a county commissioner. Land, you've been on three years. What, what do you think? Yeah. You're, you're new to the game. Even the time that I've been on, uh, Ben, has been a uh, – it's, it's, the communication has grown a lot just in those three years. I know when I get on it, that uh, – when I started my, my term that there was, uh, you know, just – it was a little bit harder to communicate. And maybe that was uh, – I don't for whatever reason, but it, it doesn't matter – it, it's the communication is much better now. I think some of it's due to the fact that there was uh, uh, quite a bit of turnover in the commission, and there's sure. new commissioners, and they were very willing to come in and and have that kind of rapport with the uh, with the school board. And so I think it's great. You know, we we have to work together. There's there doesn't need to be any kind of uh, animosity. Obviously, we're not going to agree with everything, but uh, we we got to work together to make sure that the county's moving forward. It's that simple. Well, I'll tell you, um, I can't remember how many school board members were there the night we passed the budget, but you're patient because we had a three-and-a-half-hour meet, hour meeting, and you still – y'all stayed there the whole time. So we do appreciate that, but I, I do I do feel it's on the right track. Let's talk about the budget process, and, we, and we've talked about it on this show, but I want to just mention a little bit about the schools because just in case you've missed it and, and what happened with the schools and what the commission did, budget was pay, pa- passed late, late July. Schools did receive an increase in property tax and did receive a one-time um, increase uh, in for capital projects. The property taxes, 
equaled about a, almost a million dollars, I guess, an increase, and that's six cents. I think the total tax increase was 19.6, and the schools got six cents. Uh, and and I, I voted for that. I, I felt like schools actually probably could have received more uh, personally, but they and we did uh, appropriate a million dollars for capital projects. And when we, you know, you came to us, Jerry, back in the spring and, and in the summer and said, these are what our needs are capital project wise. I think it was at 1.6 million. We ended up funding about one, not counting the school roofs, but other capital projects. Mm-hmm. And we told you to use that money as you seem fit for your capital projects. You know the urgency of those. We're not trying to tell you what to do. And by the way, and we were mentioning uh, what authority this county commission has over the school board, which is very only authority they have is that school board don't is we approve a final budget. But we can't line out of your budget. Right. Once you get the money, we can't make you spend it here, here, here. It's up to the board. Right. to figure out where that right. those appropriations are going. So you decided to, to – uh, you got some capital project needs. Have you decided what that million dollars are going to? Yeah, we, we – you know, again, in, in an effort, communication is important. And, and when we say we need money for something, we want to make sure, uh, barring any crazy exceptional circumstances, that we spend it exactly like we presented it to the commission. And so we have a list of priorities that I shared with commissioners, that are shared with Randy Porter – the board, of course, approved it, and we're just working down that list this year. Um, most of it is, um, you know, mechanical upgrades, the big vast majority of those costs, which are very costly items, uh, boilers and so on, chillers. Um, but some are other, you know, energy efficiency. It, we got some old buildings. If we if we have enough funds at the end of that million dollars, you know, it's on our list to uh, to replace some windows for with in some buildings with more energy efficient windows. Um, reduce some floors that we have some floors that really need to be addressed in some of our older schools and so that's kind of those are all on the list uh, and I'm, i'll say this I'm, i'll brag on the commission and the school board but i'll brag on the commission's um desire and need and, and they feel it's important to get these school roofs fixed right uh they were behind they were li- they were needing maintenance they were needing re- repair or uh, replacement and I believe Baxter Primary, they're they're close to being. It, it's about a substantial completion. We all were adding, you know, the front canopy was about to deteriorate, and we were able to, with contingency funds and additional funds from the board, uh, replace that front canopy, which will be a good addition to a new roof on that building. Yeah, and I mentioned that to Miss Marshall White, the principal there. I said this canopy has got to go <laughs> i mean yeah. it's uh it's kind of you pull in and, and, and it's it is a beautiful school it's old but it's the the schools and the county has done a good job maintaining it um and it's it can be there a long time it can be there it can be used it's, a long time oh it'll be there i would imagine at least the life of this roof that it's receiving now sure yeah. sure and yeah. you know it's it is one of our older schools mm-hmm. in the system but when you go there uh and you see you know what marsha has done with it and what uh, what the maintenance has done with it kept it up nicely you know the uh the uh actual design of the school is still good and mm-hmm. and still very usable and uh it's you know as I said, as jerry said with this roof replacement it's it's got many more years of service for us yeah. so that's that's a good thing so i think in three years randy the mayor randy porter and i were talking and it went along with you jerry 
about three years, all the school roofs we think will be replaced. All, all yes, all of those high priority, and then of course we have the big one that uh, Randy reminds everyone about that's coming up, that's on that timeline, and that's Cookville High School. Sure, and it's about three million we think, and could at, go up at least. Yeah, at yeah. least, and that's like a two-year. That's not. Yeah, it's a multi-phase project. Fiscal year, it's then that's a capital project that will span past one year. Yeah, uh, you are listening to News Talk ninety-four point one FM, visiting with Jerry Boyd and Lamy Henry today talking everything schools related in Putnam County. The just mention one thing about more more thing about the budget process. Up until about four years ago, the school board must approve their version of a budget before the county commission could approve it. There were some things that happened in Clay County. I actually worked with both sides there. When I say both sides, the county commission and the school board on getting a budget passed, but it got to a, a stalemate there where the board said we need this amount of money and the commission said, Well you're not getting it. School board never approved a budget. They never approved one. County Commission uh, said, well, we're going to approve what you did last year. I come in and said that's illegal. At the time it was. You, The school board has to approve a budget before the County Commission approve it. Conversations and, and conference calls and meetings with the comptroller's office decided that, no, the County Commission can approve the budget that was approved la- the prior fiscal year for the schools. I argue with that because simply stated in TCA, uh, the school board had to approve it. That sparked a law change <laughs> now where <laughs> – the schools must send in a budget, uh, their budget, by a certain date in May to the the budget committee. The budget committee then reviews it and says yes or no, and the schools basically have until October, October 31st to either like it or the county commission approves what they got last year. Luckily, we don't have that problem in Putnam County. We're, we work well together. But the law has changed, and I don't know how many people knew that four years ago. There was a, a steady process, and it made sense to me, but now – if the schools and county commission don't agree, the county commission can approve what was approved last year for expenditures and funding and let the school board figure out how they're going to spend their money. Right. Uh, so, unfortunately, that happened. Uh, but luckily here in Putnam County, we do have a good relationship, and that hasn't happened yet. Your budget needs wasn't quite met as far as your request, but we got the commission got part, part of the way there. I, From experience, I know that students, uh, like in upper middle school, there was a teacher that was moved at the nine-week break from fifth grade to seventh grade because the students were so high in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. Those are one of your budget needs. Right. Personnel, faculty. Right. How many? Do you know how many are short right now? Well, you know, we we've been monitoring that clo- very closely, and and there are compliance issues that we have to meet with the state. Um, that particular move was because we we were concerned about being out of compliance and. Uh, and internally, that's I go to the principals first, and I look at their resources, and I say, I know it's not ideal, but you have the resource to to address it with internally. You have to do it. Uh, I, I can't add another position, and that's really where we are this year. Um, and now it may come to the fact, like I said, after every break, we add students, and we're on the margins in several schools. So if we get too many students, I won't have a choice but to add new personnel. But I've, we've really tried not to at this point. Um, but it, it is a, still a possibility within the school year, um, and it'll just have to come from somewhere else. We'll just have to take from other areas and put it in the personnel uh, to make sure we, we meet those requirements. Financially, how did the schools end fiscal year June uh, uh, for 2019? Did, did you end up using some of fund balance for operation? Were you able to put anything back in the fund balance? This year, it was the, we, had to, we did use fund balance. It wasn't as much, thankfully, as we... Um, had projected, uh, and you know that's certainly the goal zero. But we we were afraid we were going to have to, and we actually had to use fund balance this year. Um, but 
you know, we budgeted very, very conservatively again this year with the intent that uh, we may not be able to add to fund balance next year, but we certainly are working towards not having to use fund balance to finish the year out. Lynn, how tough is it to prioritize the needs of the schools and, and, and positions when it comes to a budget? Well, it it is it can be very difficult too, but I think the other board members and I kind of have the same vision when it comes to budget stuff. You look at how you can, number one, how you can impact the classroom with that money. That's that's always, you want that money to go to the classroom uh, as much as you can, which means teachers, teacher salaries, assistants, uh, and uh, you know, and materials in the classroom because ultimately that's what we're here for. Sure. Uh, you know, we want that money as best we can. So that's priority number one. So uh, we make that our priority when we look at budget and then we build out from that. Sure. And so that is, that's kind of how we approach every budget year. And we just work with what we have. Uh, we were able to, you know, to take what we gained from the commission and, and make it work. Y'all did a good job. Uh, this next budget year is hadn't got that far yet, but we know it's you're not going to come back and ask for a decrease. <laughs> I, I tried to end our conversation with a reminder that these are things that we do believe strongly we need, and and just because we didn't get them this past fiscal year, that they'll probably be back this sure. next fiscal year sure. budget process. And, and I think the commission understands that. You're listening to News Talk ninety four point one FM and sixteen hundred AM. We have one segment left, and we'll be back shortly. The county commission made history with their purchase of land last month. That's what's trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. Today, my guests are Jerry Boyd, director of schools, and school board member Lynn McHenry. The, this purchase of land means the commission will ultimately decide what the land will be used for. 187 acres uh, near the 5th interchange off the new exit 283 on Interstate 40. The discussion has been to relocate the fairgrounds on the new property. A few commissioners have brought up the idea of putting a new school on any new purchased property in the county. At the last meeting, I mentioned as county commission chairman to the commissioners that we could buy all the land we wanted to. We could buy every acre available in Putnam County, but it's completely up to the Board of Education on where a school is built. Commission, The county commission does not have the authority to tell the school board when and where to build a school. People ask me why. Why did you say that? What, what, what basis do you have? What state law? Simple as that. Title 49 of the Constitution says the schools um, uh, are their own uh, authority as far as when they want to build and where they want to build. That's their authority for, for issuing debt, even though the county commission is the final say on issuing debt. But Title 49, they can uh, county can issue debt, and under Title 49, it cannot be petitioned by the people. If it's for a school, it cannot be petitioned. The county could decide to build another county building. That's not a school. It could be petitioned under a different statute. But Title 49 takes care of the schools. So I told them, state law says we cannot dictate where they put a school and when they put it, when they build a school. Now, the conversation come up, and, of course, I needed your confirmation that day and, and that, that night, and you were glad to, to confirm, and you said that's right, but we would like to work with the commission. And we're thankful for that. We know that. The school board and the commission want to work well together. We actually have a uh, joint meeting, I believe, scheduled January 13th, where the county commission and the school board will meet after committee meetings on that Monday night at the courthouse in the commission chambers, if anybody wants to come, and talk about not only schools, but what else is going on with the schools in the county and how can we help each other. So from that conversation – you already have land on Lee Seminary. You, you purchased that last fiscal year, and that was a good purchase, a purchase you needed. 
Do you have you decided? Has the school board decided what kind of school they're putting there? Well, we're looking at a couple options right now. We're working with the Upland Design Group, who was the choice to be the architect for our new school, and they are currently working on a couple different designs through either a K through four or a K eight. And we would the the land that we purchased there. We know we can have a K four on the the actual uh, layout of the land makes it a little bit more difficult because of the topography and a few things, few issues there to see if we can do a K-8. But if it is possible, we want to be uh, a little proactive here. We would love to be able to get a K-8 on there, which would give us uh, quite a bit of wiggle room in the future uh, for our middle schools. And uh, it's a great opportunity to be able to uh, use property that we already have uh, to be able to fit that on there. And uh, some of the designs have that as a possibility. So that's where we're at. We're looking at some couple different designs that may uh, allow us to do a K-8 on that property. And, and if not, we'll definitely have the K-4 there. And that's kind of the stage we're at right now and looking forward to this process. The the school's paid for that land yes. out of the general purpose school fund. And, and that uh, was paid for the county commission has the authority to buy land and and let the school build a school on it. and as i said we can't make you do that other states are different tennessee like i said the makeup's different the county commission is the only legislative body in the county with taxing authority the only legislative body in the county that can issue debt that's in the state of tennessee let's take texas for example if, in case you don't know texas is different their their school board has the authority to tax they are a tax authority so I, I can't wrap my head around that. I can imagine the <laughs> arguments, the campaigns, the, yeah. when, it, when people are running for commission or school board. and oh. or, you know, I, I can imagine what goes on. Well, when I go to superintendent conferences, especially national level, and you have states like Texas and others, I've sat in those sessions, even though they're really not applicable to Tennessee. I mean, they're just talking about campaigning and raising you know, bond issues and so on by the board and supported by a superintendent. It's an interesting conversation because that's just not our world in Tennessee. No, and, I, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it is. So technically, the school board has to come through the county commission to build a school unless, they, unless the board wants to pay for the debt. Or, and that come to the county commission for approval of the budget, you've got land, you've paid for it. When you go build a school, we're going to have to issue bonds. I mean, that's a price tag that yes. nobody in this county or any other county really in the state that has the cash to pay for a $20 million school. And we exactly. don't know how much it's going to cost, but roughly. Well, when we started this conversation, you know, that was a good round ballpark number. But at, just like in any construction, as, as time ticks away, the cost of construction seems to go Higher. Higher. Now, so you got to get through that, but I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because that the conversation came up in the commission meeting. You're looking at least a K through four, maybe a K through eight. Once you get that built, and we don't know when that's going to be, but once you get that built, you got another project you're probably going to have to achieve as a school board. Some people are saying it may be in high school. Some people are saying it should be on this end of the county, and we're off 111 here uh, at Stonecom Studio, right off 111, the south part of Cookville. Some people say it may be here. There is land available here near where we're at right now, uh, which I think Trinity Church owns, and the commission even contemplated on buying that piece of property. They did not, but they the, the option is there for the commission to do that. Is this an ideal place? Is, is there somewhere else that y'all have looked? What's the discussion been like with the board and with you, Jerry, on – on the school after the one at Lee Seminary Road? Well, you know, certainly 
the region that we've identified that most likely um, if we were or when when we are to build another high school, it would be in the south, south of I-40, preferably between 111 and Burgess Falls in that area. You know, it's easy to say that, but finding land that would accommodate a school site is is, is pretty difficult. The land at, at Old Sparta Road, just across the street from this facility that we're in, you know, is a, certainly a good option. But, you know, I think as we get closer to that decision, we also need to have conversations about what kind of school would we be building? I mean, do we build a high school out of a model that was based on 1980s model, um, even 1990s model? Or do we look to the future and think about what would best serve students in that, at a, that age level and how they can be supported to make that transition to college and career uh, better um, and and could it be a regional facility that serves all three existing high schools? So, you know, I think those are important conversations that other communities across the nation have already had, and some have even taken uh, action on, on going in a direction such as that. But, you know, I know it'll be a heated discussion because everybody has strong beliefs, especially based on their experience in high school. But we have to realize that it's, you know, it's 2019, about to be 2020, and when we do build the next facility, it's going to be gearing up for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Well, I remember coming in as commissioner in 2014 and, and sitting down with you and, and and Mark Reynolds at your office and talking about your needs. And that's one of the things I want to do is be proactive with you is, and get information and, and know where you stand as far as what your needs in the next 10 years. And you said, you know, in 10 years, we could be looking at a new high school. Well, that right. was six years ago, right. five years ago, almost six five, years ago. Yeah. Yep. And so we're halfway to that point. We still have a K through four or K through eight to build, uh, and and that process is not really going anywhere right now. Other than the land is there, mm-hmm. is the board wanting you think in the next couple of months to to pursue that process, or, or is it something you're you're waiting on maybe until next fiscal year? How's that shaping out, land? We're we're wanting to pursue the K four K eight as soon as we have a an idea of the design, what we can actually put on the property we're we're wanting to push forward as soon as we can i think that's the the whole desire of the board because we feel this need uh for this k4 slash k8 uh is you know it's now so uh yes we're we're wanting to uh you know bring this to the commission as soon as possible as soon as that design is settled on and uh you know it's it's hard to juggle and there's of course obviously several counties that juggle multiple school projects uh, you know, every year because of their growth. Uh, it's it's hard to do that, obviously. And so we would, in order to get to the stage for whatever high school design that we may come up with, and I think Jerry's exactly right as far as uh, what type of design, uh, it's probably not going to be as conventional as most people think, just because when we look at the growth of our county, we need to look at what our county needs from a workforce yes. development and okay, if we look at it from that perspective, then well, maybe we need to look at how, what kind of high school would best benefit that. And uh, that's a whole nother topic of conversation when the high school comes up. Uh, but in order to do that, we got to talk about this K four through K eight first. And so we want to get it uh, well underway and going well. And uh, and then at the same time, as you know, we get it started we start bringing up that conversation about the high school and keep moving forward. You know, the, one of the things, uh, last thing I'll mention, is that the, if we do a K-8, if we're able to, 
that is one of the opportunities we have to actually be ahead of the game, you might say, uh, because that helps us tremendously in that junior uh, in the in the middle school area. So that's really what we'd love to do. I agree. And uh, I think the opportunity on January 13th when we come together, as the, when the two bodies come together, I believe we'll be in a much better position to have some more concrete uh, descriptions of what the board is seeking. I mean, I think we're going to be in a good position then. Right. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll be a great conversation. I also think that's a time for for us to introduce the idea of what maybe the adjustments of the board's long-range uh, facilities plan needs to look like because, you know, we did the study in 2017, and things have changed somewhat, not not dramatically, but we need to revisit that and maybe even and show in a very detailed way what uh, that 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 the high school plan or, or a secondary upper-level school plan would could look like and, and when. Well, I look forward to that meeting. I look forward to continued discussions with both of you gentlemen and the rest of the school board members. I talk to Lynn about every day, whether it's school-related or personal-related or <laughs> anything related. Uh, so he, he gets tired of me. I try not to bother you too much, but you're always welcoming to me. I'm thankful for both of you. I'm thankful for the service you all provide to Putnam County. Um, I think we've set a standard in Putnam County with our school system that other counties like to achieve, and I think we're still striving to be the best, and I appreciate that. You've been listening to News Talk 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. This has been Rogers. My guests today have been Jerry Boyd and Lynn McHenry from the school system. We'll welcome you back next week where my guests will be Senator Paul Bailey. We'll see you then.